Thank you for tuning in to Coppa Comic. I'm Brian Coppa with Comic Priya Blunts. Priya Blunts, how the hell are you? Honestly, um, pretty good, but I've been better. Yeah, it sounds like you're a little bit under the weather, right? Were you sick? Uh, yes, but it's not COVID. It's just good old classic flu. Good. Well, she is nothing if not committed. We've been trying to get her on here because she's fucking busy, man. You've been in L.A. Well, well, first, let's, you know, the reason why I see all this, you, you in L.A. and you killing it in New York is because I follow you on social everywhere. Everywhere You are Priya Blunts on Twitter and Instagram. And also you have a link tree, I think, at your Instagram. Uh, yes, Priya Blunts on TikTok as well. Whoa. So, yeah, so tell me, you've just been globetrotting. How the hell did you get by coastal so quickly? Uh, so, actually, um, during the pandemic, I became like a digital nomad. I used to live in New York full time. I had an apartment. And um, during the pandemic, I put my stuff in storage and said, fuck it, let's travel, <sighs> um, which makes it so easy to, you know, spend a few months in L.A. whenever I feel like it, spend a few months in New York when I feel like it. And so, yeah, so uh, like, was your act ready? Was your act as ready as you are? Or did your act just get more developed being in both places? I will say New York is where New York is where you can really develop your acts because you can you you can get up so many times in one day. Um, I feel like the pace out in L.A. is a little bit slower, uh, you know, just because of, you know, the way that the city is like a little bit more spread out. It takes a little bit more time to get from place to place. Um, you look at all the comics around you like you guys are slow man you're just gonna go to one fucking mic in a night what the hell i know yeah in new york it's like you know some saturdays i'd have like three shows wow and i mean see you i mean so during coronavirus you were up on rooftops and things like that in parks we do park shows i I know you were at way you were at a tiny cupboard you were on the rooftop there i think and then were you in parks too or no oh yeah i was in the parks i was in the parks in the winter um, I actually started uh, a rooftop mic of, uh, on top of my old building during the <sighs> pandemic, which then it got too cold. So then we moved it to the tiny cupboard so we could be inside. And so did the residents, did they love, like, were they like, we have nothing to do. We're at least going to go up to the roof and hear Priya Blunt. Uh, no, I had a few arguments with my landlords. <laughs> You're like, this rooftop is not for, for, for having fun. And we just had to keep explaining to them, like, it's fine. Uh, We're not, this isn't like a ticketed thing. Uh, And so, I mean, I've noticed a lot of the, I think a lot of the New York City comedians have recently been in in LA. Are you running into them up there? A few, a few. I know that Jake Velasquez was just here. Um, Michelle Adana from the Bronx was actually just in town too. Um, So yeah, they passed through town. They definitely do. Is is Dylan out there? Dylan Adler might be out there. I don't know if, is James Corden, is that LA or is that New York? Uh, James Corden is LA. Okay. Because yeah, everybody's been on there recently. John Marco has been on there. Erica Spera has been on there. And I think Dylan Adler might write for it. But then I think Ethan Victor, I think he just lives there. And so I'm like, why is he in L.A.? Oh, he used to live there. Okay, some people are just kind of bi-coastal, bi-upbringing. So, yeah, so at what point did you kind of get into, I mean, you started in New York City comedy, right? Like, you know, at what point did you move to the city? And kind of how did you, how did your hustle game evolve over time? Did you start by going to, you know, being on three shows a night? Probably not. Were you on 10 mics a night back at the beginning? No. Yeah. So actually, um, I am one of those comics that took a class. Nice. I, I, I took, I think I took one, man. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, like, dude, my, my teacher was the funniest motherfucker known to man. And so did the class I, serve you well at the end of it? Did you perform, perform at Caroline's before it closed down? 
So I actually, um, I thought it was hilarious because uh, whenever I would go to Mike's, it would just be all men. And then when I took this stand-up class, it was all women. <gasps> I, I don't know why I found that really funny. It's like- You guys are, I, we think we need to take a class to get good at this, especially because we're walking into a room of all men, we better be. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Were there some other good women in there or did, did just you stick with it? Oh my God, absolutely. I actually what? met um, Mika, Mika Mo yeah. in that class. We started our comedy journey together. Um, if you don't know about Mika Mo, follow her. And so, yeah, does your comedy, like, did you both find yourself funny in the same way or in completely different ways? Oh, my God. Completely different ways. Um, completely different ways. But uh, it became pretty clear that we were kind of the two strongest ones in the class. And none of the people actually um, from that class are still doing it. Uh, yeah. And that's why parents. I asked. I asked not because it's women. I asked because it's a class. <laughs> I was like, yeah. does anybody stick with it? Like, you know, I try to have as many, as many, you know. Uh, as many genders and people of color as I can, but like, you know, it's because it's a class. If you said it was a class of all dudes, I'd be like, did any of them stick with it? Because <laughs> you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the process of, you know, hustling and being on stage all the time. Yeah, you have to love it. If you don't love it, um, it's not going to work for you. And I, I really think that, I think it's funny because I think around like the two or three year mark is when comics really decide, like, am I doing this or am I just going to quit? Okay. Um, and I am at the four-year mark, so. Yeah, so you successfully made it over the three-year hump, and now kind of what was your decision-making process at the, at the three-year mark? Kind of what went into it? What were the pros and cons of sticking with it? You know, I don't think I really thought about it too, too much. I just, um, there's just nothing in this world that I think has brought me in as much joy as doing stand-up, and I've traveled, I've done tons of drugs, like, you know, like, it's, <laughs> so... And so, I mean, like, are you able to, I mean, you're Priya Blunt, and so, I mean, you're comfortable with the whole drug thing, I think, unless it's, uh, unless it's the name you were given when you were born, but, um, yeah, I mean, are you talking about that stuff on stage? Like, you know, by comparison, com comedy is looking good, but are you at least kind of drawing from the drugs and the travel in uh, kind of mining content for laughs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't talk about drugs too, too much. Um, it's funny. Everybody ex expects my act to be, like, all about pot. Um yeah. It's not. It's okay. really not. I think the pot comedy has been so beat over the head. Um, okay. And unless you're, unless you, like, how many more jokes about getting the munchies can there be? Um, oh, no, not many. And so, I mean, like, are you tempted to, to the extent it's a stage name? Do you think it's limiting at all? Are you too far along where you can't change it? I'm definitely too far along. Can't change it. Okay. And I don't want to either. Um, okay. I don't want to. Because you're like, I I'd love to be a pleasant surprise for people. Like, if these, if this is a drug audience, I'll slay them with other material. I mean, I, I do have, I have like a joke about LSD, um, you know, but it's very like I, I try not to be, I try not to have drugs be the overarching, you know, theme of my sets at all. It's it's kind of like the undertones. It's like you hear me talk. And you're like, oh, well, this girl definitely does drugs. Uh, <laughs> if it's a fantastic story, we can kind of put, you know, put it between the lines that maybe Priya Blunts was on drugs when she did this thing. Yeah, exactly. Really? Well, it kind of gives you license to be pretty, pretty crazy and fantastic. Is that kind of where you go? I mean, you're not just, uh, you're not doing a set about office life. You're, you're, you're like, I'm going to uh, talk about the thing, the finer things in life, which is uh, things like drug fueled uh, adventure. 
Yeah, I feel like I could get more into that. There's definitely more drug fueled adventures I could talk about on stage. Um, I do talk about my travels quite a bit and just like observations I made while like traveling. Um, there's actually a joke I do right now about Colombia, um, which has been getting. I think it's easily like one of my um, one of my favorite bits that I've been doing lately. Uh, is some about dr- dressing Colombia? Uh, actually, um, well, yeah, part of it. Um, okay. It's it's about um, it's about like a, me getting approached in like the touristy area and a guy asking me if I wanted like weed or coke or guns <laughs> or girls, um, and then me asking him if he had any Botox, um, <laughs> black market Botox. Uh, that's wonderful. It's like yeah, if you have this lengthy of a menu, you should have Botox, right? I know if you right? can secure guns. Give me, give me some botulin or whatever the fuck. It is. <laughs> and so like, what are you noticing as far as the difference in audiences between LA and New York? You know, there's less shows to get on, but are you having to be, you know, more or less woke when it comes to like LA? Like, are they both just pretty liberal cities where they'll go along with whatever you talk about? I want to say it's weird because LA, I feel like is more woke. Um, you know, I grew up in New York, so you know, I feel like, I don't know, New Yorkers have a really great, like, awareness and understanding of, like, all the different, you know, all different cultures, and I feel like we can joke about each other in such a way, as long as it's not, like, disrespectful, you know, yeah. uh, whereas we, we, we trust like, you, we trust you're going to make it funny, right? Exactly, and I feel like in LA, a joke with any kind of, like, racial undertones at all, like, they just tense up, like, right away. Yeah, because they're so stupid. <laughs> I mean, is, is there any knowledge gap? I mean, like, I bet you there's smart people everywhere. And I bet you, you know, each of the coasts draw their pretty smart fucking people. But do you think, you know, is there such a thing as comedy dumb or not? Like, do you think stand-up uh-huh. audiences in New York are smarter? No, I don't know. I think, I think like, well, yeah, that, I mean, just, I mean, I'm from New York. So I definitely just have to say, like, I think we're, um, we're just far superior in every way um <laughs> but I think New Yorkers know that like if you know somebody makes like a racial joke like it comes from a place of love yeah. you know and not like hate um, or at least knowledge because, or at I least mean, like I, understanding and knowledge exactly yeah like I, I had a roommate who was on a Lithuanian or some shit and she was just so anti certain races and you're just like that must come from experience you know it's like other eastern european countries you really really bad mouth those people and it was like i think it's because you just dealt with them like crazy you know it's like italian and irish in boston or something like you would uh-huh. think if they have some sort of animosity maybe it's born of some experience i mean that that doesn't excuse any you know you know ethnic cleansing or racism but you're just like you, you got to think that maybe some, you know maybe some hatred if there's any hatred in the heart of an audience member in new york city it's for a particular thing and it's born of some experience like i i do a joke um so i am recently divorced and my ex is russian um so i do <laughs> a joke. <hate> russian <laughs> I do, I, you know, there was this joke that I was doing in New York and I was getting, you know, a pretty decent response uh, in New York, but in LA, they were, they would just tense up right away. And it was basically a joke where I would say like, my ex was Russian and I am brown. So together we were this fun combination of who everybody hates now with who everybody hated 20 years ago, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yes. And it's like, 
so personal to me but it's like people just tense up at it and I'm like I'm making fun of myself like yeah. I just I don't understand and like some comedians will yell at the audience then it's like don't tense up don't tense up but I think it's it's your job then instead of being that person to say don't tense up I really want to tell this joke is to kind of I don't know tweak a fact or two like do you really need to say I mean I suppose in that situation you kind of need to say Russian don't you oh yeah definitely that's the thing you can't like but i think certain things that people you know tense up about it's like really did you did you have to put the you know any other joke is the russian fact really that important but i suppose with that joke it, it is and so so what do you do in that situation you just have to excise it from your act to live and learn yeah it's just you know kind of pull it out um just pull it out i'll have to you, go into the 80, yeah i'll have to go into the 80, 80 000 other things that are funny about the x right exactly there's always another joke to rotate in so just what i mean what's your plan i mean like how often are you going to be in la and how often are you going to be in new york city and how do you take advantage of each and how do you make sure that neither changes you for the worst oh yeah so uh new york i'm going i'm actually heading back to new york in about a month okay. and you know i, I am trying to spend I, I want to say almost like half the year out here half the year out there good are you traveling um, with the weather i hope Exactly. That's why you're in LA right now. Yeah, because it's uh, Priya Blunts. Let me tell you, it's about 35 degrees here. Oh, no. So, what's it like out there? Uh, 60 and sunny. <laughs> you suck. That's awesome. <laughs> and so, like, once it gets nice, you're just going to come back out here. That's a great idea. And so, like, so as far as like work and stuff, are you paying the bills with comedy or like how, how are you finding a day job that's allowing you to do both? Is it remote work or? Yes. So, I do okay. have a day job, I do work remotely. Um, and yeah. It's great. Uh, the only thing that's a little frustrating is that uh, my nine to five on the East Coast turns into a six a.m. to two p.m. on the West Coast. Are you a morning person, Priya Blunts, who's a comedian? You, you tell me. <laughs> um, it's been it's been tough doing comedy by night and then waking up oh, at six. Um, just don't go to bed till two, right? Two p.m. Just uh, after your shift, do. right? Really? I take I mean, a lot of props. Let's huh? just let's just put it that way. I'd love to do that. Like, you know, I live in hotels and I, you know, I have remote employment for the most part, but, um, you know, it is New York based. I have to go in one day a week and it's just like, I would love to do what you're doing. Just kind of live, you know, you probably don't live in hotels, but just to be able to live in hotels and, you know, live in LA half, half the year and New York half the year that you're just living the dream. I mean, would, yeah. Priya, would young Priya Blunts be proud of, of Priya Blunts today? Oh my God. I don't think she would know what hit her. <laughs> uh the young me like like we're really talking about like a younger me um like a 10 year old me yes. i thought i would be like a doctor um, this is so, so much this is so much cooler because I'm, I'm looking at your socials and you are you are living the life and we, we follow everywhere and it, like you can see like just everything everything that Priya Blunts is doing is the coolest thing you've ever seen just like something like you know with the belly room and the, the bowery electric and you're on roast battle and it's just like you know She's living the life, follower everywhere, Priya Blunts on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And she's so famous that she once had PriyaBlunts.com. But what happened? I forgot to renew it and they tried to resell it to me for five grand. She was so fucking famous. She made her name so big that she had to what, raise five grand to, to buy it back. But, uh, you, you know, if you're funny, I think I said this with Matt Bouchelle once. I'm like, dude, if somebody took your name, you're funny enough where you'll think of a funnier URL if you ever need a website, right? You know, I told myself that my first big check from comedy, I will buy that shit back. Yes. Well, that's coming soon. Priya Blunts, thank you so much for coming on.
Of course. Thank you so much for having me.